Everybody ready to dive in? Let's do what we do. Let's pray. You pray for me and I'll pray for you. Father, thank you for another Wednesday night. God, it is burning up hot, but we thank you that you are refreshing. We thank you that your presence is refreshing. And God, we ask that you would send us some rain. We need the Holy Ghost rain and we need the literal wet stuff rain. So would you pour your rain out on East Texas? We need it. And God, I ask that you would strengthen your people that are working in the heat. This is a time where people can be so weary. Lord, I ask today that your words would speak through me life and, and strength and refreshing to the people that, that are living in the dog days of summer. I ask that you open every heart tonight, that my words would be your words, speak to my mind, bring it clearly through my mouth, and ultimately let your kingdom come and your will be done. It is all for your glory. So I submit myself to you, and we open our hearts to you to speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say, let there be light. Come on, say it again. Let there be light. Yeah, let there be light in our families. I do believe that this is the last lesson of the Let There Be Light series. Um, not sure. I just feel like it probably is. So, um, there's, there's a chance that next week we will start a, a new series. So if you are looking for somebody to pray for, I would appreciate the prayers because I do not know what the next series is. So um, I, I would really appreciate you asking that the Lord help me to hear what he's trying to speak to me. I don't want to be deaf to him. So I'm going to talk to you tonight about the power of light. How about you say that? The power of light. And I'm going to make um, four comparisons for some really powerful light tools that, that we have, that technology has blessed the human race to be able to use. And we use these light tools to extend in power beyond what our human limitations are. Okay, so you will learn or you will hear me talk tonight about four different tools that use light that to go beyond our own limitations as humans, okay? The light can travel further than we can see. The light can travel further than we can go. And I would like for you to be able to correlate symbolically to know as I'm talking about the physical use of light how God can work in that same way in, in our lives, okay? So let me, let me tie some scriptures together to lay a foundation of when I'm talking about physical light, what does that represent in the, the spirit realm? So Genesis 1 and 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Let there be light is the title of the series. And God saw the light, that it was good, and then God divided the light from the darkness. All right, now we're going to go to John 1 and 1. And I'm going to do a little reading here if uh, you'll just follow me. I'm not sure who's in the, is that India? Thank you, India. In the beginning, John 1 and 1, in the beginning, 
was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, who is this talking about? Uh, Keep going. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, John the Baptist. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. But he was not that light. He was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. So you can say, who are we talking about? If you'll scroll down to verse 14, it tells you who we're talking about. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Somebody shout to me, who's this scripture talking about? Everybody say Jesus. Okay. Um, Now, 1 John 1 and 5 says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. Everybody say that. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And then the last verse, John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So I just gave you several scriptures, and you heard this a lot. You heard God, you heard word, you heard Jesus, you heard light, and you heard life. All of those scriptures right there tie in the fact that God is Jesus, is light, is life. Okay, I just tied together God, Jesus, light, life, and the word. Those five things all represent light. Okay, they are interchangeable. They are the same thing. God is light. Jesus is light. Are they fighting? No, they are the same. Okay, Jesus is all God. Jesus is all man. That's not the lesson for tonight. But you see through these scriptures that tied together is the word God, Jesus Christ, and the light. One of the things I remember, I love algebra. How many of you love algebra? I love algebra. And I love, you know, the foundational teaching of algebra. I say it. I didn't know that that algebra was going to help me in pastoring. But if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. Okay? So if God is light and Jesus is light, and God is the Word, and Jesus is the Word, and if in the beginning was God, and and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, it's not confusing. They are the same. So um, that's the foundation to show you as I'm talking tonight about physical light. You can apply that in your life to the blood of Jesus, God Almighty, the Word of God operating in your life. All right, you got that? Everybody say, got it if you've got it. I'm like, I don't have it. Since I only have 33 minutes to finish, I'll 
um, I'm going to just carry on, and if you, if you don't understand, please, I will be happy to expound with you deeper. All right, so I'm going to compare four tools of light to the spiritual way that light is to operate in our lives today, all right? So the very first one is this. It is called the LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R. And Miss India, if you'll put, um, yes. So what is LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R? LIDAR stands for light detection and ranging. It is a remote sensing method that uses light, okay, in the form of a pulsed laser to measure ranges. Everybody say measure. So LIDAR measures. LIDAR is able to measure and go, it uses light to go beyond our human limitations. For instance, LIDAR can measure the depth of the ocean. Our eyes cannot see to the depth of the ocean, correct? Nor can our bodies travel to the depth. Of the ocean. So, in our own human ability, we are limited to measure only certain distances. But light is able to exceed our limitations, right? Everybody got that? Okay, so what does that apply to our lives? In your own intellect, in your own ability, you absolutely cannot measure the goodness of God. You cannot measure the goodness of God just like you cannot measure the distance from the ground to the sun. We can't, but LIDAR can. Light can measure it is used to measure distances that are much broader and much further and, and so much bigger than our limited intellect can comprehend. So if you walk around saying, there's no way God could love me based on what I've done. It's just because you're trying to understand the vastness of God's love with your own limited intellect. Or there's no way that there's hope for a dysfunctional family like mine. Brienne, you don't understand. I'm fifth generation incarcerated. You don't understand that, yes, I hear you say that there is hope. But if there is, if there were a God, there's no way. There's no way that he would even care enough. Have you seen the dysfunction in my family? If there were a God, why would he even bother himself with my family's issues? We cannot measure the goodness of God on our own. How could there ever be hope, you might say, for a situation as dire as mine? You're trying to measure his goodness in your own strength. So light, just like light has the power to measure places we can't go. 
the light of God's word, the light of Jesus Christ coming into your heart and shining on your life shows you, allows you to see that he is so able to forgive all your mess. Let me give you a scripture. Let's go to Ephesians 3. Verse 14, and we're going to go all the way to 21. Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And I ask him that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in the inner man. Now look right here. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith so that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend. Everybody say comprehend. So what he's saying is Jesus Christ is going to come and he's going to help you comprehend with all the other saints what is the width, what is the length, what is the depth, and what is the height of what? His goodness his love, but you can not comprehend it if you don't have the light of Jesus Christ shining in your heart. Let me keep reading. So that you may be able through Christ, the light, to comprehend what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. Keep going. Read this with me. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Let me just tell you, you have no idea the lengths to which he will go to reach you. You have no idea the depths to which he will travel to pick you up. Don't test him. Don't go that low. He will go so high. And there is no way you can ever exceed in success higher than the height to which he will travel to show you his mercy and his love and his goodness. Why don't you just ask the Lord, Lord, help me to comprehend your love for me. How many of you don't mind raising your hand to say, I have felt unlovable? I literally at times have felt unlovable. I have felt, how many of you have had the enemy lie to you and tell you, oh, you're unforgivable? Everybody else can be forgiven, but have you looked back at what you've done lately? How many of you have had opportunities to just rehearse your sin? How many of you have had plenty of people to remind you of your sin? (laughs) All right, so you can't measure the forgiveness of Jesus Christ if you don't allow him to shine in your life. His love exceeds our understanding. It exceeds the reach of our intellect, and it takes the light of the world dwelling in our hearts to measure the vastness of God's love toward us. You know, when I go to the jail and when I go to the prison, one of the things that I like to do, uh, it's not that I like to do, I just feel like I need to do it. I apologize to them for religion. Because there are a lot of people that I come in contact with, especially in those settings that have been terribly hurt by religion. Religion cannot help you comprehend the love of Jesus Christ. Instead, what religion does, 
is it's a false representation to people and it hurts them and it causes them to be short-sighted on the love of Jesus Christ. And therefore, it's a good trick of the enemy. They turn their back on Jesus because they fail to recognize that his grace is powerful enough to pick them up and change them, that his love is active and strong enough to turn their life around and give them a new start. So religion is not the tool to measure the love of Christ. Jesus Christ himself, interaction with him, relationship with him, and encounter with him is the way to measure God's love. Got it? All right, let me take you to another scripture. Ephesians 1 verse 3, you're doing a great job, India. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, look here, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Where? In the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. I'm going to read what I wrote right here. There are priceless blessings available to us in the heavenly places that means in the spirit realm you cannot obtain them detect them find them or understand them in the natural realm so you need the light of truth you need the light of God's love you need revelation of Jesus Christ to help you detect understand the blessings that Jesus Christ has for us. How many of you have experienced some mind-blowing blessings in your life that you know there's no way you could make that happen in your life? We don't even know the, all of the things that God has for us if we are just looking to see what we can obtain in the natural realm, okay? For instance, you cannot buy peace in a store. When you lay your head on your pillow at night, there is no price tag. There is no amount of money in the world that can buy peace. It's only found in the spirit realm, and Jesus Christ is the author of peace. All right, just a little small example. I'm not going to take too much time there. Is that clear? Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. Third thing, Ephesians 1, verse 15 through 21. Paul again, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I don't cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Here's what he prays, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit, the spirit, because it's not a natural thing, the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him right here, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. What's that word enlightened? And what is that light? That you would be enlightened so that you would know this because in your natural fleshly way of thinking, you cannot understand it, Adriana. Here's what Jesus has to come to reveal to us. That we would know the hope of his calling. How many of you have ever been hopeless? 
There is when you are hopeless and you have to have hope and God shows up with hope on the scene. There is hope that the world can't manufacture. You will know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance. You can't buy glory. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? You cannot buy power. According to the working of his mighty power. Say, let there be light. We need light to help us measure the goodness of God. We need the light of truth to help us measure the love of God. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for a friend. I'm just going to tell you, for you, Jesus Christ already paid the price. Whether you take him up on it or not, he loved you enough to go ahead and pay the price for you in advance. Number two, here's the second tool. I'm going to carry on. Number two, there is a tool called the light scalpel. And I'll ask her to put the second slide up there, the light scalpel. So what is a light scalpel? The light scalpel laser is a device that produces a concentrated beam of light. The highly focused carbon dioxide laser beam cleanly, everybody say cleanly, cleanly and precisely vaporizes tissue while sealing blood vessels at the same time. All right, let me go on to the next. Uh, traditional surgery with a scalpel or scissors, and that's where the human hand is controlling it, okay? Traditional surgery with a scalpel or scissors can bruise or crush tissue. So when we go beyond, when we need help beyond our limitations, what do doctors call on? A light, light to help. The light laser uses an intense beam of laser light to interact with the tissue. This eliminates the mechanical trauma. Everybody say it eliminates trauma. The carbon dioxide laser has the unique ability to vaporize. Now follow me here. I'm going somewhere. To vaporize or erase. Look over to your friend and say erase. Erase tissue. It can be used to make incisions as well as to, do you know where I'm going with this? Remove unhealthy tissue. This laser is so precise that it can selectively remove only a few cells at a time if needed. And at the same time, it is powerful enough to debulk the largest of tumors. So what does a light scalpel do? A light scalpel delicately and precisely cuts and removes. What is my point? There are some unfruitful things in our lives, in our families, passed from generation to generation that we can't see a therapist enough to have removed. The therapist can't go deep enough to remove the trauma. The therapist can't get deep enough to remove the pain. John chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus said, 
I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. The unfruitful thing he takes away. I put this in my notes today. As great as modern technology is, it proves to be unable to remove generational issues out of a bloodline. It can treat diabetes for the grandfather and treat diabetes for the the son and treat diabetes for the grandson, but it has to wait until the diabetes shows up. But the light, the blood of Jesus that is able to break generational curses can move into the bloodline and say, I'm going to delicately remove this out of your bloodline. And because of my supernatural ability, you will not pass that down to the next generation. So there was a man in the Bible that had legions of demons. Tough to talk about. And when man showed up to try to help him, the Bible says that men would have to restrain him. Men would chain him up. And he was, he was so um, full of the, the devil that he would break break any kind of man's ability to restrain him people were scared of him so what did they do they were always showing up with new tools to try to restrain him they hurt him in the meantime but then there was somebody who's called the light of the world and his name is Jesus Christ and he shows up in this man's life now, this man had been running from other people because other people showed up with chains. But this man showed up with nothing but light. And the man full of demons, you can read it in the book of Mark, ran to Jesus. Jesus, so, I want you to follow me here. This is important. We have to be like this as a church. Jesus so delicately removed 2,000 devils out of his life. And at the end of that passage, it says he was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Jesus never hurt him. I, I want to put this disclaimer. There were no humans hurt in the making of this video. If we are going to be the church that we are supposed to be, we better not operate in our own strength. We will hurt people. We will try to dig into their lives, and we will try to tell them what to do, and we will damage them trying to point out all the things that they shouldn't have in their life. But if we will operate like Jesus Christ, the light of the world, he told us we are the light. Then when we come into somebody's life, he will anoint us and use us to pull delicately that pain out of their life. And their reputation is never harmed. And their dignity is never destroyed. And the people see them later clothed in their right mind, not harmed. Does that make sense to you? we got to operate with the light. The light of Jesus Christ is able to go deeper than a human touch can go. 
and able to bring healing, restoration, and just step into that family and remove that unfruitful, hurtful thing that is destructive and so delicately go only, it's like a sniper. You got to kill the enemy, but don't hurt the hostage. And he goes in ever so gently and he absolutely brings trauma to the enemy but restoration at the same time to his child. The light can remove darkness out of your life, out of your family, with no damage being done to the family. Hebrews 4 and 12, the word of God can do this too. For the word of God is living and it is powerful, and look here, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And look what it does. It pierces to the division of soul and spirit. You can't touch somebody's soul, and you can't touch somebody's spirit. Therefore, we need something that goes beyond our human limitation. Say, let there be light. Let there be light in my life. Let there be light in my family. Is it correlating? Okay. I depend on my mom so much. Number three, I gotta hurry. Okay, there's a tool called, I think this is my favorite. There's a tool called a laser welder. Okay, a laser welder. Laser beam welding is a fusion welding process in which two metal pieces, two, everybody say two, two separate metal pieces are what? Joined together. By the use of a laser. With the advent of laser welding, precise controlled joints could be made with different metals. Why is it a joint? Because it is a joining together. Jesus Christ has the supernatural ability to reconcile you back to God. Separated, Jamie. In your awful state, separated from God in my awful state. And the blood of Jesus, Diana, was able to reach me and not, not remind me of how separated I was from God Almighty, but rather with light able to join myself, my separated self, to the love of God Almighty and fuse us together. So let me show you how the light works. It's able to reconcile us to God. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us back to himself. He's, in other words, that says all things, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 18, Now all things are of God who has welded us to himself. Right? Am I right? Anybody a welder? Anybody do welding? Yeah. Is that right? Welded us. Oh God, you know what's so beautiful? Is you can't hardly tear it apart once it's been welded. And he leaves just enough of a seam so that we always remember where we were before we were connected to him. Just enough of my history to remind me where I came from. Just enough of my history to recognize and remember all that I'm not without God and all that I'm not anymore. 
You know what else he's able to do? The laser welder, the light is able to restore relationships. The very last verse of the, new, of the Old Testament, the very last verse of the Old Testament, Malachi 4 and 6 says, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. The light, Jesus Christ, God Almighty, is able to restore a broken mother and son, mother and daughter, father and child, brother and sister. He is able to take what's broken and put it back together. So I just want you to think about the relationships in your life that are broken and how hard you've tried how hard you've tried in your own strength to make things right with your kids. I know I, I, we, I talked to somebody tonight and they're like, I'm just remembering everything that I did and I just want to keep saying I'm sorry and I just want to keep saying I'm sorry. You know what? You can't fix it in your own strength. You cannot, you cannot join what's been broken in, in, your, in your relationships. You cannot, you cannot put that back together in your own strength. But the light... Of Jesus Christ, I'm speaking to parents right now who feel like they totally lost their kids completely because of the stupid things they did when they were young. I was 21 years old when I had Bryce. I was not smart. And he texted me the other day. It blessed me so much. He said, Mom, I just want to thank you for all the love and such and such. It's helped me, it's helped me as an adult to be who I am today. And I said, baby, the honest truth is and I'll reword it, the light, <laughs> the light worked in my insufficiencies. You're not enough, parents, to fix the things that you've done to your children. You're not enough, so don't try to do it in your own strength, but if you will let the light of God's goodness and his grace and his power shine in your life and invite him in your family, he can weld those broken father and daughter relationships mother and son he says right here he'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children back to the fathers another thing he's able to do in welding us is if you feel like your heart is broken in a million pieces the light can weld and mend the broken heart Jesus Christ the light has come to supernaturally weld together all the broken pieces of your heart. He doesn't patch things up. He heals. Luke 4 and 18. And the spirit of the Lord Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to weld the brokenhearted. Mend the brokenhearted. You need light? Let there be light. Let there be light in my let there be light in my heart. Let there be light in my relationships. Last one. TJ help me with this today. Thank you TJ. So light is used as tools on a runway for airplanes, runway lighting and what TJ called 
um, approach lighting. Runway lighting is light that's used to align the plane. Okay? Approach lighting is used to guide in the landing plane. Uh, light gun signals, you can read that up there. They give information to the aircraft. Here's the point for that. We cannot navigate life on our own. We cannot navigate every decision. We cannot navigate our career on our own. We cannot navigate the hard days on our own. But the word of God tells us this. You're in um, Psalm 119 and 105. Your word, Lord, is a lamp unto my feet. It aligns me. It is a light. I'll give her time to get that. Psalm 119 and 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It aligns me. It aligns me as a father. It aligns me as a wife. It aligns me as a parent. Your word lines me up for takeoff without a crash. I want to ask you this. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Do you ever feel confused? Do you ever feel depressed? Do you ever feel lost? David said it this way, Psalm 43 and 3. Oh, thank you, Lord, for helping me. Y'all know I'm a lot longer-winded, and I didn't have as much time today, so I was struggling a little bit. I think I got it in. David said this, Oh, send out your light. <laughs> like, God, here I am navigating life. How, how high do planes fly? How many? 33,000, 40,000? Okay. I'm 40,000. I'm in the danger zone, God. If you, don't, if you don't shine your light, then I don't know where to go. I can't land this baby. I can't, I can't raise this child if you don't shine your light and help me land this. If God, if you don't show up, if you don't signal to me, then I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't, we're, we're doomed to failure if your light doesn't shine in our lives. David said, send out your light and your truth and lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill shine on me God align me guide me as I'm landing so to sum it all up let me pull them up right here to sum it all up if you've had a hard time comprehending the goodness of God and why he would forgive you and why he would love you and, and how in the world he would be able to help you, you need his light to shine in your life. If you've been struggling, get this, let me get my notes in order. If you've been struggling with some things that you just need out of your life memories pasts habits 
hurts, dysfunctions, generational curses, fear, torment, and you haven't been able to fix it on your own, and you can't buy any kind of substance that actually removes it. You just need His light to shine in your life, and He won't destroy you, and He won't hurt your reputation. He'll go in ever so gently and remove those things that are destructive in your life. He can remove the pain of that memory. You need the light. If you've been trying to put things back together and your life is in pieces and your heart is in pieces and you, you have messed up royally and everything is shattered and you have not been able to put anything back together, you need his light to come and weld it all back together. And if you feel overwhelmed, confused, you have no idea where you're going in life. You need his light to shine on you and navigate you and lead you. He says, David said it this way, I've never seen those that seek your face be forsaken. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. If you'll invite the light into your life, he takes a lot of pride in what he can do in you. Everybody stand to your feet if you will. You know how we do it. It's 8 o'clock and I'm going to dismiss everybody that wants to go. But I'm also going to give time for somebody that's had a hard time understanding the goodness of God. And I'm going to give you a chance to come. If you want to come, we'll pray with you. Let me just pray for everybody all at once right now if you'll bow your heads. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love that we don't understand. It's so big. I thank you for your power that is bigger than we can understand. I thank you for your ability to heal us and cut away things that are hurting us. I thank you for your ability to mend. And I thank you, God, that you lead us in your light. I ask that you would let your light shine on every single one under the sound of my voice. Shine in our hearts. Shine in our families. Shine in our relationships. Shine in every part. Let your light shine. Show your goodness. Show your power. Reveal your glory to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Lexi's going to sing. You can dismiss, be dismissed, but you also can come if you want to pray. Unless you come, will you meet me here again, Jesus? Because all.